Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm your host and coach, Lauren Malone, and I'm here to help you become the hero of your own story and learn to be a guide to others. Whether you're a life coach in any niche or you want to become one, or you're just listening in so you can self-coach to lead your own life well, this podcast is here to serve you. I'm super excited to walk with you into your calling and help you create a wonderful legacy for your life. So let's jump in to today's episode. Hey friends, today we're wrapping up the Dreams and Callings series. So we're talking about your life message. And I'm so I'm, I'm putting it in with Dreams and Callings because they really all tie together. They definitely flow into one another. And I would love to hear anything that you think about this, whatever you're thinking, even just throwing out ideas over in the Facebook group. It's the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. And I would love for you to get in there and actually share what you're thinking about your dreams and about your callings and about your life message. Because I want feedback. It's really hard when you're just talking to a microphone to be able to speak to hundreds of people, but you don't get the feedback. And I, I'm really interested in what's going on as you listen to these episodes about dreams and callings and your story. Like, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? What are you coming up with? What's, what is God speaking to you? I really would love to hear it. And the Facebook group is honestly the best way to go over there and just share it so that we can connect around it. You know, if I had known what my message was and how to find it, I know that I would have been so much more aware and further down the road sooner, right? But ultimately, I spent so many years supporting other people's messages and never really knowing what mine was never dialing it in, never spending any time on it. I was just getting by and surviving most of the time. But building my business has actually been the key to discovering it simply because it forced me to do the work of figuring out why am I doing this? Who am I wanting to serve? Who am I wanting to help? And how do I want to serve and help them? So it's actually really given me purpose to dial it in. If you don't have purpose to figure out your dreams, your callings, your message, oftentimes you just keep going. But without being intentional about it, you, I don't know, I guess that's why catalyst, uh, a crisis is a catalyst for us. When there's a threat and a deadline or urgency, then we start doing things that we've put off for a long time, right? Well, like I said before, when I became friends with Jesus at 22, I went to a woman's conference and I clearly saw myself, you know, kind of a a vision, so to speak, in my mind's eye, I saw myself on a stage speaking to women, encouraging them and telling them truth, leading them to hope. I even saw myself on the piano singing over them before I stood up to share a message. I've done that to some degree in our ministry over the past 15 years, but it hasn't been super specific to who I am and what the message I carry is, right? And the issue back then is that all of that was unmatured, if, if that's a word, not immature, just unmatured. It needed development. 
And all I knew back then was, well, I knew I was a truth teller because I had to be in order to get myself out of the situations I'd been in. I had to become a self-advocate and speak up when other people in my life wanted to cover things up. And I wanted to tell women my story in order to help them find freedom and truth and gain courage to speak up and say what needs to be said. So I knew that about myself to some degree. I can't, I don't, I don't know that I would have been able to put that into the language I have today, but I did somewhat know it about myself. And over the years, I, I came to recognize that I really love giving permission. I love releasing people, especially after equipping them into whatever they, they're called to do. I'm pretty passionate about assessing things like culture and tradition and expectations in order to understand why things are done the way that they're done, and then challenging them to bring them into alignment with truth, and then changing the way things are done. <laughs> I'm definitely pretty, yeah, an outlier in a lot of ways, I think. And I've had dreams where the Lord's told me I'm a change agent. I've come to know that I'm honest to a fault. I'm still working on that. And I can, I know I can detach emotionally in order to get through something, which sometimes looks on the outside like I'm really strong, but in actuality, it's a defense mechanism formed (laughs) early on to detach emotionally in order to survive and cut off what's happening from, honestly, my, that was my brain's way of coping with a stressful, sometimes dangerous situation as a child. And so that has been a coping mechanism and a defense mechanism. You know, it's, it, it has its benefits, but I know it about myself. I'm working on it so that I can learn how to not detach when it's important to be attached, right? I also know that I can't help but serve other people in the area of their dreams and callings. And I find great purpose in supporting other women who, like me, find great purpose in sharing their story and setting others free and bringing the kingdom, loving God, devouring the word. And being unashamed about showing up exactly as they are. So now in all of these, you know, all of these years in, I look at all of that and I see there's a message in this bottle labeled Laura, right? (laughs) There's a light inside and I look like my dad. And my life message is summed up somewhat like this. I want you to know after hearing my story That it is possible to rise up, speak up, get back up, change it up, love God, and live wholeheartedly on this journey. That's, I don't know, put it, go ahead, put it on the, what do you want on your tombstone? (laughs) I would have sausage and mushroom. Sorry. (laughs) I had to say it. All right. So, you know, that message has evolved And it will continue to evolve over the rest of my life. That's just what I can collect about it right now, looking back in hindsight. 
God will surely shave some of it off and cultivate parts and add other ingredients. That's been what has been happening for the past 46 years, an evolution of the message I carry, influenced by who I've been and what I've done, what's happened to me, what I believe, where I'm at, you know? But one of my favorite authors recently, he put a post on Instagram, and I fully believe it. His name is Bob Goff, G-O-F-F. And if you don't know him, please go find him because you need to know him. And Sweet Maria, his wife. He is at Disneyland every Wednesday on Treasure Island, I think. At least that's how he used, he used to be there based on what he, used, he said in his book called Love Does, which you have to read today. And I'm pretty sure that's the book. He puts his phone number in the back of his book. So <laughs> he's just a fantastic person. I We have good friends that are friends with him. And I love hearing stories about him. He's such a story maker, right? And anyway, he said um, on his Instagram, quit letting who you were talk you out of who you were becoming. Come on, that's Bible. I'm, I don't know where we can translate that into Hebrew and find it somewhere in the Bible. I, it's, it's definitely paraphrased, but <laughs> it's kind of like the Bob Goff uh, passion translation <laughs> version. But oh my gosh, it's so true. And it reminds me of my friend, Patty. She's a sign maker and she has a sign that she makes that says, be who you are becoming. Come on, right? I'm done letting who I've been inform who I am. And you should be too. Of course, who you've been has shaped you, but you don't have to stay there. You can find the truth, agree with it, and make a new way and write a new chapter. Change the narrative. Obviously, If you are living in a story that no longer serves you well, get out and write a new one. And I fully believe that the best way to know what kind of story you want to write is figuring out the core message of that story so that you know that's that message is what you want the reader or the hearer to be or do or have or know at the end of the book, right? If you don't know what that is then how do you know how to get there? Because you don't know where you're going. So you've got to determine what is the message you carry now and what is the message you want to release over the rest of your life? What's the message of the rest of your story? So that you know what kind of action to take today to make it happen. That legacy is waiting for you to take action that leads to results that culminate in that legacy. And when the book is closed, what does the reader carry away from it? How has their life changed? What do they believe about themselves now? This is your life message. And if you look at your life as part of God's story and realize that you are an important part of his story being told, that you have a responsibility for owning your part in it, and you're not meant to be a silent bystander, then you can see the importance of digging this message up and cultivating it. You can see how the world around you is really impacted by the health and the growth of the fruit of your message. Uh, So I would say Billy and Ruth Graham, they had life messages that encircled around the foundational truth of the simple gospel being real for all people, right? Lauren and Darlene Cunningham, they are the founders of Youth with a Mission. We call it YWAM. 
Their life messages tell the world that all people are called into the mission field, young, old, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, and your your mission field is maybe around the world, but it might be around the campus, it might be around the office, and anybody can do it because God is within you. Come on. Like, I would say Esther's life message in the Bible was that you can have a powerful voice even under the threat of death, persecution, without being religious, the the book of Esther never says anything about God, by the way. And even after living a life of trauma, God hears you and delivers you, right? I mean, her life was traumatic, honestly, up, up to at whatever point. She was orphaned at an early age. So her cousin Mordecai was raising her. And then she was taken from his home and basically trafficked for the benefit of the king. Because if you don't realize this, the girls who were taken in Esther's time in order to find the king a new queen, they were never brought back home. They were kept as concubines if they were not chosen to be queen. So they had to sleep with the king in order to be considered to be queen. So she was had to be brought to him. I mean, somewhat, I would say that's somewhat traumatic and unjust, right? To be taken without your consent, raped and held for the rest of your life. But in the middle of that story, Esther was used, her voice, her strength, her stamina was used to save her people's lives. And the mother of Jesus, Mary, she had a message found in Luke 138, right? She's like, I am the Lord's servant, so let it all be done to me according to your word. So she's just a young teenage girl. What do they say? She's like probably 14 to 16 years old at this point. Think about the 14 to 16-year-olds you know being visited by an angel and told, okay, you're going to be pregnant before you're married. And ultimately, that means in her day and time, that means in sacrificing everything she knew to say, yes, God, and bear the son of God supernaturally. She was a pioneer. She was a leader. She was a mentor to you and me as we look at her life and sing the song that she sang. And Deborah... Her message was one of wisdom, courage, and action. She was a prophet, a judge, a warrior, a songwriter, a singer, and a poet. And if I could sum up her story message, it would probably be arise, take courage, stand firm in faith, and follow God. Amen. Let's stand, right? (laughs) So now that I've shared some examples of life core messages, what do you think yours is? Even if it's still in formation, where, what is it right now in this moment? And what do you want it to be in a year, in five years, 10 years, at the end of the story? And how are you sharing your story? Are you letting it leak out? Are you pouring it out? Are you stuffing it down? One of the dreams I've had for about 12 years is of gathering women. I see it happening in a couple of ways. One is local gatherings where women just come together really just to belong, connect, share their stories in an effort to mentor, encourage, and inspire each other. The other is through roundtable conferences. And literally, because I can build a conference or training in my sleep at this point, I know exactly what the three-day schedule is, and I can tell it to you without looking at my notes. (laughs) So... But I see women gathering around specific topics like creativity and business and ministry and family and 
so many different topics where we get together and there's speakers who do guide and encourage, but most of the conference, most of the conference transformation actually takes place around the tables, the round tables with one another. And I want to gather the stories of women so we can actually be change agents for and with one another. And I believe God's going to help me make it one day. It's probably going to take place locally um, around me and the Charlotte, North Carolina area, just because that's, you know, a great local place to pull something together. But then I would love to help other women do it across the country, maybe around the world. Who knows what God will do. But wouldn't it be so incredible to come to a retreat-like atmosphere where you get to spend three days completely focused on getting filled up and really going after your message, your story, your dream, actually focusing on you, (laughs) taking massive action on those things, connecting with like-minded women who care that you get where you're going you know, mentoring one another through our stories and then going home with the hope that you know exactly what your next right steps are. I mean, like I can literally taste it because it's been a dream in my heart for so long. So I want you to think about your dreams and your callings, the things that have come up from the last episodes in this series. I want you to let them help you formulate your core message. Let's just say if you had to pick one message actually written on your gravestone or a message spoken at your funeral, what they say about you, right? What do we call that? A a eulogy. Like it starts with an E, but it doesn't sound like it starts with an E. (laughs) Um, It's the one most important message you want someone to know when they're done hearing your story. What do you want the world to know? And this is not a, hey, guys, I want to make sure you know you were wrong about me message. (laughs) This is a message that would actually bring truth and transformation to the world. And then how does your calling dovetail with this message? What if, like Esther, there was a story written about you that lasted for generations and others could be encouraged by it? What if your message could inspire others to take massive action on their behalf to create beautiful stories that reveal God, and to pursue him wholeheartedly. What would you tell them? What would your message to those people be? And while you're at it, who are those people that specifically need to hear your message? Think about who they are. So I'm praying that you will hear the Lord speak to you in dreams and visions and confirmations through the word, just lots and lots of tangible ways that really speak to your heart. And I'm praying that you find peace in it, that you become greatly courageous, that you find encouragement as the spirit within you rises up and begins to lead your soul into truth and light. All right. Bless you, friends. Have a great week. And all things are absolutely possible because you believe in the one true God. Hey, thanks for listening. And I would love it if you could leave me a review wherever you listen to this podcast and tell me what you're loving about it. It helps other people who are looking for transformation and change and growth in their lives find me. And if you want to learn about becoming a coach with any of your superpowers, head over to sterlingandstonementoring.com and check out the Greenhouse course. See you there.